God bless you, God bless you, God bless you for joining the skip sharing. My God. You just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. Thank you, God bless you, God bless you. Oh, just keep sharing, just keep sharing. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and the glory. Jessica, God bless you. God bless you. Nanama, God bless you. Doxa, God bless you. Enefa, God bless you. God bless you. Just keep sharing. Tonight is going to be awesome. My goodness. I feel the fire already. I feel the fire already. 
Vada gata katas. Zebre teke teke tese. She libigabatasa. My God. My God. Just keep sharing. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just lift up your voice, begin to bless the Lord, and keep sharing. Within a few minutes, we are starting. Within a few minutes, we are zooming into the Word of God. So just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. My God. God bless you, Leo Angel. God bless you. My God, my God. Just lift up your voice, bless the Lord, and keep sharing, and keep sharing, keep sharing.
Somebody just lift up your voice shortly. Tell the Lord that this evening, as His word is about coming to you, let the, the liquid fire of God's love begin to burn around your heart in the name of Jesus. That there will be a revival in your soul. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. Let your fire burn in our souls. Set through our hearts. If there is anything that does not correspond to the glory of God, let it be burnt down by the fire of the Holy Ghost. We are nothing without you, Holy Ghost of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise and the glory tonight. We have gathered before thee, O Lord, not before any man. We have come before thee, O Lord. Under your feet have we gathered, O Master. Teach us your ways. Search through our hearts. The other day David said, For the Lord knows my substance. We come before thee, O Lord, with a contrite spirit and a broken heart. The Lord, you will reform us again in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your word is already anointed. 
Therefore, let your word come forth with power. The Bible says that the word of the Lord is like hammer, breaking every hardened thing that stands in its way. We pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. If there is anything that will stand against the word of God in our hearts, the other day Jesus said to the, the children of Israel and said, Your traditions and your own culture have made the word of God of null effect. We pray in the name of Jesus. If there is any preconceived mindset that is fighting against your word in us, if there is any doubt in our minds that is fighting against the word of faith that is coming to us, if there is any mindset that is against your word and your spirit, Lord, by the two-edged sword of your word, let it be cut asunder and let the hammer of your word break that hardened thing into pieces. In the name of the Lord Jesus, reform us by your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus. For the Bible says that by faith we know that the wells were framed according to the word of God. If the entire world was framed by your word, then we know that our bodies will also be framed by your word. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let there be a release of a heavenly touch on our lives. Let our lives not be destroyed, O God. Have mercy on us and let the blood of Jesus be sprinkled on our path and on our destinies and even inside our bodies that at the end your name alone will be glorified i declare i'm just a vessel touch my lips with celestial coals of fire let me begin to communicate even things from the heavenly realms perspective that your people receive a touch of the holy spirit in the name of the lord jesus let there be a demonstration of your power even as your word cometh the bible says that when jesus entered into the synagogue to preach the power of god was present to heal if there is anybody present here on this line that is having an imbalance and more functioning in their system the word of the lord that healeth every disease the bible said and he sent forth his word to heal their diseases let healings break forth in the name of the lord jesus let entanglements, O oh Lord, be broken. Let anybody whose soul has been captured into prison, let them be loosed and free in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare by the authority of your word that anybody that is at a crossroad believing God for direction, let your word give them direction. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, strengthen your people, lift them up by your word, and cause them to flourish in life. In Jesus' precious mighty name. We call it done. Tonight is another moment, O Lord. Prove yourself strong in the midst of the people. And let the devil know that you are still the master. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 My God. My God. My God. I want to welcome all of you once again to tonight's meeting. It looks like I've missed I've missed you all. It looks like we've been away for like 50 years. Yeah, I sense it, it looks like we've been away for like 50 years. Wow. Wow. I've missed all of you and I want to 
say that I'm glad that we've all joined the altar of the Lord to receive the sure word of prophecy, which is the word of God. Peter said, But we have a more sure word of prophecy. My God, I believe that tonight the hand of the Lord will touch somebody and the instruction and direction from God will come to us. We will not crush our destinies. Yes, we will discern spiritually. When wrong people are around us, we will know. Yes, when we are investing in something that will crush our finances, we will pick it up by the voice of the Lord. When we are falling in love with somebody that will kill us later, we will know and we will move away. When we are making a decision that will destroy our entire destiny, we will know and we will move away by the voice of the Lord. I pray that your discerning ability, according to the Spirit of the Lord, will be sharpened tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. Anybody standing in front of you pretending to be good but having an evil heart, may God expose them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory to Jesus. I want to welcome all of you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you all here on the altar of the Lord for another moment in the Word of God. This is called the Word of His grace. The Word of His grace. My God, my God. It's going to be another moment of. Of divine ecstasy, yes, on the altar of God. Divine ecstasy on the altar of God. My God. God bless you. 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 And God bless you. We've been、um, for the past, getting to three weeks. I think this week、um, makes it three weeks as we started、um, the matter of. The mystery God, the mystery God, the mystery God, and、uh, we've been, you know, learning a lot of stuff. We actually got to understand a whole lot about about God. We just scratched the surface to know matters about who God is, what God is, where God is, how God is. All right. And by explanation, I made us to understand that the highest manifestation of God is fire. The highest manifestation of God is fire. The highest manifestation of God is fire. And fire is not just fire. What actually makes up fire is three things three things, three things the smoke, the light. And the heat. You cannot separate any from each other. Once a man or anything is able to separate either heat or light or smoke from fire, it is not called fire again. So is God. Once there is anything that can separate the Father or the Word or the Spirit from each other, then it means there is nothing like God. So, God is actually a threefold cord that cannot easily be broken. Just as the scripture said, 
in the book of Ecclesiastes. The Bible said that a threefold cord cannot easily be broken. So is God. Hallelujah. And we understood that the smoke speaks of the manifestation of the Father. We also said that the light speaks of the manifestation of the Son. And the heat speaks of the manifestation of the Spirit. We've said a lot. We also came to the dimension of understanding God and gods. God and gods. Where we understood according to the book of Exodus chapter 15 verse 11. The Bible said when God took the Israelites out of Egypt. When God drowned Pharaoh and his cohorts in the sea. And when he allowed the Israelites to cross the Red Sea to the other side. The Bible said immediately they got to the other side. They sang a song unto God and they said, Makume de Rusie, Eradia Buamiro, Abani Foto de Mwebuama. You get it? They sang a song unto God. The Bible said, Somebody said, Flow. <laughs> My God. They sang a song unto God and they said, Among the gods, among the gods, you, you know that song already. Among the gods, who is like unto thee? You are glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders. Somebody should add the hallelujah for me. My God. Great, 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 great. So, just as they said, among the gods, this is to let you know that there are gods outside the ultimate God. There are gods outside the ultimate gods. So, please, if you want to understand all these things, you can go back to the podcast and download or listen to the message. On the mystery God I think we have up to part 5 or so So please you can just go and get it We also spoke of God and creation God and creation And we also spoke of God and angels We spoke of God and creation And I remember I made a profound statement That God is not male nor female But God is also both male and female And beyond both male and female God is neither male nor female but God has a dimension of him that represents male and a dimension of him that represents female we understood all these things and I said it is out of this dimension that everything that has been created in this world were also made to fashion according to. So no matter how you see the thing, everything in this world is either in the masculine or the feminine dimension. That is how God made it. No matter how we call it animate or inanimate, things are not like that before the presence of God. Things are not like that. Everything is alive before God and everything is aware of itself. Just as you know you are a woman, everything knows. The stone knows that I am a stone. Yes. 
So everything has awareness. But that awareness, there are levels and dimensions. The, it is called consciousness. The consciousness that God built in humans is greater than any consciousness that is within any of His creation. So we spoke about God and creation. We spoke about the glory. We said that the main reason why God created the world was for His glory. And then we understood what is the glory of God then. We understood that the glory of God is the, the ultimate weight of God. It is the manifestation of God's presence. We understood this and we, as the Bible said, that God actually pointed Jesus Christ to be the one that is manifesting His glory. Yes. So we understood all these things and um, we came to the point of God and man. God and man. God and man. And on the dimension of God and man, we understood some few things. That there is we ask certain questions whether God is a man. Whether God is a man. And many of you are saying no, 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 no. Some of you too are saying yes, yes, yes. So, but the only few people that were able to say yes, but even they themselves, they were not sure. They were afraid because they thought it was an insult to God to say that God is a man. Because they read from the book of Numbers, Chapter 23, verse 19, where the Bible said that God is not a man, but they forgot that that God is not a man is actually being followed by another word, saying that he should lie. So God is not a man that he should lie, because Jesus is God manifesting as man. So if you see Jesus, you are not just seeing a normal man, but you are seeing God himself in the shape of man so jesus is god and therefore if jesus was a man then god is man there is a dimension of god that is man there is a dimension of god that is man but that dimension of god that is man is not like the normal man it's not like the normal man called adam it is not like the normal man called adam we speak the bible speaks of the first adam and the second man 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 so you have to understand that there is an adam and there is a second man there is an adam and there is a second man i don't want to take much time into all these things many of you try to see second adam second adam second adam but there is nothing like second adam in the bible it is not second adam it is not second adam and you will understand why the bible did not say second adam as many of us see when you read the bible the book of first corinthians chapter 15 verse 47 the bible says when when you read from verse 46 first corinthians chapter 15 verse 46 the bible said how be it that was not first which is spiritual but that which is natural and afterward that which is spiritual the bible says for the natural first and the spiritual second so the first man on earth which is known as the first adam was natural so what at all is natural we are going to talk about it tonight natural but the second 
man is actually the Bible said the Lord from heaven. The Lord from heaven. My God. So the Bible said that the first Adam was a living soul, but the second man was a quickening spirit. They are not the same. They are not the same. Okay, so I'm going to just do some quick explanations for us to understand. So we just started talking about、um, God and man, and how God has a dimension of himself that is a man, which is Jesus. Okay, and how God made man. The Bible said in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible said that, and God formed man. From the dust of the ground. So, we have been talking about the dust for the past one week now. The dust, the dust, the dust. We've understood a lot about the dust. The human body was formed from the dust. So, I asked a lot of questions that these dust, the dust that we see normally during Hamatan season, where it is so, you know, is it the same dust God used to form our bodies? Because it looks like our bodies look differently from that dust. So, what at all did God use? And we understood how God picked this dust from Eden. From Eden. And we also understood how Eden was on earth, but it was not just any normal physical place. Because it had the illumination of the light from heaven. We understood this. How the 12th dimension of heaven is the temple of God. Just as Isaiah said in the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 1 down, Isaiah said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. And he went forward to see. He went forward to see that when he saw the Lord, he was seated on his throne. And the train of his garment, the train of his garment, When you read the three version, the three version says that, speaking of, like, you see, when a lady is being wedded, her wedding gown, there is even part of the gown that is actually sweeping the ground. That is called the train, the train of the garment. So Isaiah said that the train of the garment, <laughs> the train of the garment of the Lord filled the whole temple. So, where Isaiah saw the Lord was actually a temple where the throne of God was. And that temple, a light shone from that temple, and that light went straight to the third heavens. To the third heavens. And the third heavens stands in as a mirror. The third heavens stands in as a mirror. So, the moment the light from the 12 heavens, which is the, where God, God's throne is, The temple, when the moment the light shone from there, it got to the third heavens, which is like a mirror. And the moment it got to that mirror, the mirror also reflected that light on the earth. The mirror reflected that light on the earth. So, that light that hit the earth, the, the very place that the light hit, was called Eden. So, Eden was not just a normal place on the earth. It was a place 
where when you enter, you have entered, you have actually entered into the light of God. Now, what at all is the light of God? Jesus came and he made a statement. He said, I remember what Peter said in the book of First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He said, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and an holy nation. That you have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Bible said that but we, by we believing in the Lord Jesus, he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. What at all is the kingdom of light? The garden of Eden, even though it was taking light rays from the temple of God, but it was in itself the kingdom of God manifesting on the earth. It was in itself the kingdom of God manifesting on the earth. So any man that actually enters into Eden has entered into the kingdom of God which is on the earth. Now understand, the main reason why God made man on the earth was that man will establish his kingdom on the earth. And that is what we call dominion. Dominion. In the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, the Bible said, God said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. So if I say, let me get a bottle of water. Let me get a bottle of water and let me drink it. So the main purpose of me getting the bottle of water is for me to drink. So the main purpose of God making man on the earth was that man would take dominion. And that word dominion is the, is the word for rulership, power, kingdom. So the main reason why God brought man to the earth was that man will manifest the kingdom of God just as God sits in his throne in the 12 heavens and rule over them. So God wants man to rule on the earth. But man was supposed to start from a place called Eden, which is known as the delight of God. But something happened and that man couldn't dwell there. And the moment he couldn't dwell there, he left that place. So then man has actually left the kingdom of God. Man left the kingdom. So why did man leave the kingdom? Why did God even suck man out of the kingdom? We are going to touch on that tonight. I want everybody to stay glued to their seats. If you're on your bed, don't sleep. Open your spirit, your soul, your body, your ears, your eyes, every faculty of your being. And hearken unto the voice of the Lord as it comes through my tongue and lips into your heart through your ears all right all right all right i think the summary has been nice i just did a, a quick and short summary of what we have been studying and um all right i made us also to understand the last time last wednesday last wednesday i made us to understand that according to the book of isaiah isaiah we read a scripture where the Bible said that God, God has calculated, Isaiah chapter 40 verse 12, we read that the Bible said God calculated the dust and he measures the waters in the hollow of his hand. He had calculated the dust. So the dust is not just something you pick from the ground and you throw. No, 
a man with deep understanding will calculate. So, how do we calculate dust? It is what God did to form the body of man. Just as the Bible said in the book of Revelation, chapter 17, the Bible said, When you hear of 666666666, many of you think it is a mark keke, that we just write it. So, you see a car. And the number plate of the car is a s six 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 sixteen. You say,、mm, I will not enter this car because it is six six six. You don't even understand what you are saying. When you are going to buy something and the number is six six six, you say,、mm, I won't do this because six. And you think it is just you see that the,、uh, sometimes very funny when you see movies they write six 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 on people's forehead. You think that's what the devil plays. Oh, you don't know. When you read the book of Revelations, Revelations, I want to give you the scripture so that you understand something. Why God calculated the dust?、Mm. I think Revelation 17. Um, okay, Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13, verse 18. Somebody should post this. Revelation chapter 13, verse 18. I want to show you something so that you know that we don't just, we don't just recite 666 just as I've said it. We don't just say it, we calculate. The Bible said, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number. Of the beast, you count, you count for it is the number of a man, <laughs> it is the number of a man, it is not the mark of the beast, it is not the mark, it is a number, the number of a man. So, which man the Bible said, and his number is six hundred three score. And six, six hundred and sixty-six, the number of a man. The word of God said, Count. When you read other versions, <laughs> the ISV, International Standard Version, says. In this case, wisdom is needed. <laughs> In this case, wisdom is needed. That means, he said, let the person who has understanding calculate the total number of the beast because it is a human total number.、Mm. And the number is 666. Now, listen to what the, this verse said. He said, <laughs> In this case,、eh, this case here we are dealing with when it comes to 666. In this case, wisdom is needed. You don't just see 666 when you see 666 written somewhere. Which wisdom have you applied? And you are, it is because you are not. <laughs> Many of us think that things are just raw in the Bible. And you see, we are letting some, some Unlearned, uneducated evangelists trying to say things. So, 
Somebody said, posted another verse. He said, solve a riddle. <laughs> Put your heads together and figure out the meaning of the number of the beast. It is a human number. So now look at the thing. Is it a beast number or a human number? <laughs> you see where the confusion is. That is why the Bible said, in this case, wisdom, wisdom is needed. This one even said that figure out the meaning of the number. That means that the number is not supposed to just be written. Just 666. That one, everybody has a pen. Everybody has a pen. So we can all write 66. But there is something inside the 66. That is why wisdom is required in this case. It is the same way wisdom is required for God. Wisdom is required for God to calculate the dust. To form the body of man. Wisdom. So many of you don't understand what wisdom is. I think one day we'll talk about wisdom. I think the book of Proverbs or Proverbs chapter 20 or Proverbs chapter 8. Um, I think Proverbs chapter 8. Wisdom was speaking. And wisdom said, I'm not talking about wisdom, that ever friend of yours, that guy, no. I'm talking about daily <laughs> megadagatasa. Hmm. Proverbs chapter eight. Now follow me carefully throughout the scripture. I want you to understand something so that you know who wisdom is. Who is the wisdom of God? The Bible said, "Does not wisdom cry?" And understanding put forth her voice. She stands in the top of high places. By the way in the places of the paths. Verse 3 says, she cries at the gate. We are talking about wisdom. And the Bible is calling wisdom she. So wisdom is a feminine dimension. I told you that everything that God made is either in masculine or feminine. Even (laughs) you wait. The Bible said, she cries at the gates, at the entry. Look at what wisdom will say about herself. She cries at the gate, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Verse 4, unto you, O men, I call. This is wisdom speaking. And my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Verse 6. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. Verse 7. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. (laughs) Verse 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Verse 9, they are all plain to him that understands and write to them that find knowledge. Verse 10, receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. Hmm, Wisdom. Verse 11 says, for wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Hey, wisdom. Verse 12, I wisdom. <laughs> now listen to wisdom when she's speaking. He said, I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge out of witty inventions. 
Verse 13 says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Verse 14 said, Counsel is mine. Counsel is mine. And sound wisdom, I am understanding, I have strength. Now, I want to look at what wisdom is saying about herself. Now, I want to show you another verse from that same um, chapter. Mm. Now, look at what wisdom said. In, from verse 22. From verse 22 of Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22. Wisdom said, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. Now, the, what wisdom is trying to say is that God had hair. In the beginning, now Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created. So, in that beginning, before even God created the things, wisdom was there. And He said, Wisdom said, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of His way, before His works of old. Mm. Verse 23, Wisdom said, I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was, before the earth was, me, Wisdom, I was set. Ayakata. Who is this wisdom? <laughs> he said, When there were no depth, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. <laughs> so who is this wisdom? Wisdom is saying that before God even brought forth the foundations of the earth, she said, I was there. Mm. It's before God gave the sea its decree. Me, wisdom, I was there. And listen, wisdom is saying that she is a female. So which which alobi igrada zeleketus? Somebody said, This looks like the Holy Spirit. You are there, you are there, you caught it, you caught it. This revelation is not only from it, is not from flesh and blood. <laughs> the Holy Ghost I made us understand that the Holy Spirit is the feminine dimension of God. And she is the wisdom of God. <laughs> Someone said, and the wife too. <laughs> all right, are you all with me? Good, good. Why am I saying all these things? The Bible said, for anybody to calculate, for anybody to calculate, 
So when you see 666, it is not supposed to be said. But who says 666? No, I can't get it. No, there is something to that. Though. There is a meaning of that. That is why we calculate. So if you go and we have they've written one and they say calculate one, what does it mean? If they have given you the number already, why are you calculating? It, it is to tell you that the number is not supposed to be said or seen just like that. Something is behind it that you need to calculate. And until you calculate what is behind, you do not understand. And the Bible said, Revelation 13 verse 18 said, In this case, dear, to calculate dear, wisdom is needed. <laughs> In this case, Wisdom is needed. We don't just see 66 written at the back of a car and we're like, mm, I know, yes. <laughs> you don't know anything. What wisdom did you apply there? He said, Men of understanding, people that have understanding. And when wisdom was speaking in the book of Proverbs, chapter 8, understanding was with her. Because understanding is also. When I begin to talk about these things, many of you will get confused. Look at what the Bible said. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. The word principal means first. 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 The beginning. The beginning. Wisdom is the principal thing. So get wisdom. And the Bible said, and in all thy getting, get understanding. Wisdom moves with understanding. We'll talk about all these things maybe in a, another time. Now, why am I saying all these wisdom, wisdom, wisdom things? Because it is for you to get until a man has the dimension of God's wisdom, it will be difficult for the man to calculate. And that calculation where, where, where God used Isaiah 40 verse 12 to make the body to form the body. So we just read, so God formed man of the dust of the ground. Just like that. And you think it is just like, we are doing sculpture. We pick the dust that you just do. Haven't we been doing that? How many people who did sculpture have ever made somebody and immediately now the person looked like a human being, the hair and everything? No. No. It is not like that. We don't just pick sand and mix it with water and form. There is a calculation that must be done. But that calculation, you need wisdom. And that wisdom, that wisdom, I want to say something, but let me keep it. That wisdom, <laughs> I can't say this one. I can't say this one. All right, that wisdom to form a human body. That wisdom to form human because it is the wisdom God used to calculate things, and the calculation is He picked sixty-one percent of the earth, which was oxygen, and He placed it aside, and He picked another ten percent called hydrogen. All these things were already in the earth. So you gather the oxygen in the earth, gather and gather. When it gets to 61%, you put it down. Then you gather another part of the earth, which is hydrogen. When it gets 10%, then you put it down. When, then you gather and gather and gather and get 
23% of carbon from the earth and then he put it down. Then he gathered 2.6% of nitrogen, sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, iron, chlorine, iodine. Where from this wisdom? <laughs> he did everything and just placed everything together. Then the moment he breathed into that thing he has already formed from the calculations of the earth, the moment he breathed into that pin, then here comes a living soul. What? Here comes a living soul. My God. My God. There are other percentages of sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, iron, chlorine, and iodine. I will give, they are just small, 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 small percentages. Yeah. But these are actually the makeup of man. What? And every part of these things that come from the earth were used to make a part of your human body so once the calcium level reduces something affects your bones your teeth that means that even your bones and your teeth they need a level they need a certain calculated wisdom and amount of certain things from the earth to make them function well. Hmm. Today I'm going to talk about something very, very deep. All these things I'm doing, I'm just doing a quick recap of what we have studied. Yes. 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 Today I'm going to do a very powerful um, exposition on something for us to understand. Great. 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 So, people of God, as we are just here, look at your body. See your fingernails. See your fingernails. See your hair. I think if I try to go into these things, it will be like I'm a biology teacher. So, let me try and, and drop here and move quickly. But you see, <laughs> there is something, I want to say something, it is big, but it's okay, let me say it, I want to say something, can I say this one? <laughs> Somebody said biology prophet, hey, <laughs> okay, good, now, there is something that was found, Exactly. God bless you. Science is a very part. People don't understand. People don't know. I'm telling you. You went to school, you just hate science. You say we have inter-science. Immediately now you hate the inter-science teacher. Inter-science keke. 
empty. Do you know what you are doing to yourself? You don't like mathematics. You don't like integrated science. So, what I told you, like pre technical skills or vocational skills, or what? You hate math. You hate science. What do you want? Hey, home accounts. Even home accounts, because often they don't understand. Because I was, I was teaching about food. I was teaching about food the other time. Food, even food, the food that we eat, Krampono. I'm telling you, because listen, this body that we have came from the earth. The foods that we eat, every food we eat, whether it is ice cream or toffee, it came from the earth. It came from the earth. It came from the earth. So if you are eating something, you are actually connecting your body, that thing, and the earth. There is no difference. There's not really any difference. This is why there are some things that need not to go into your body to a certain level or percentage. And there are some things you need to even stop eating. I said this the other time. So you even, you even did home accounts, but you don't know what you are doing. You just do chibum. You get your bread and you get your egg and you just try to put the egg. You are forcing the egg into the bread. If some breads had mouth, you would have spoken. You would have spoken. Ruby, it's okay. I'm tired. Ruby, Ruby, you are forcing me. I won't go. Ruby, hey, hey. Tim. No idea where this one. It's true. People don't even know what they are eating. They don't know what they are eating. Listen, because let me tell you, I realized something in, in Africa. Eh? People go to school because of job and money. I'm telling you, people go to school because of job and money. So you see a young lady who failed in interscience. Then they push her into nursing with money. She does not have any passion. When she sees blood, she wants to die. Then you want to do nursing. Why wouldn't they kill people? Why wouldn't they kill people in hospitals? You don't have any passion. Look, some of these things, hospital jobs and those, they are calling on if you don't have that desire. I beg, don't go into it. I'm telling you, working on people. Hmm. telling you people do business they don't even think about people they are only thinking about the money they will get the money they will get the money the every like money has occupied Aye. take your time take your time understand some things sometimes and sit down ask yourself why am i doing this seek understanding in those things I'm telling you, seek understanding in those things. And you will know that a man with understanding into something, you can't beat the person. You can't beat the person. Even if he's, he or she is asleep, he knows how things are done. Yes. Mm. So please, let's just get this into our spirits and move on. So our body is made up of components. I, I told you the other time that when God 
So it was by wisdom that God used to calculate these amounts and percentages of components in the earth. I want to say something. There is something that... Lord, am I moving ahead of myself? Okay, the Lord said I should wait. <laughs> the Lord said I should wait and say some other things before I say what I'm, I wanted to say. I wanted to say something, but let me, let me move forward. Alright, so this very evening, we're going to talk about the dust, part three. The dust, part three. The dust, part three. Now, I made us to understand last Wednesday that when God entered Eden, according to the Tagum Onkelos version of the Hebrew Bible, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible said, So God picked dust from the temple and formed man, black, white, and red. So God, he picked dust from the temple and formed man, black, white, and red. I want to see something. <laughs> Please take your time. Today, the things I'm about to say are very huge. Don't try to let your understanding go beyond where you are supposed to get it. It is called the Tagum Onkelos. Tagum. Tagum. T A R. And the Onkelos. O N K E L O S. The Tagum. Exactly. We have a lot of Tagums. The Tagum actually is the Aramaic language of the Hebrew Bible. Aramaic. Aramaic is another language that looks like the Hebrew language. And mostly, when Jesus wants to speak in parables, he will use that language to confuse the people. It is a very deep language. Very, very deep. Alright. Now, the Bible said, God took the dust from the temple. Which temple? We said that Eden actually represented the temple and the kingdom of God on the earth. So it was in Eden that God picked the dust. So he picked the dust from that temple and he formed man black, white, and red. And I made us to understand that this black, white, and red actually is speaking of the human race, the races of humanity, the three races of humanity. We have blacks, we have whites, and we have reds. And I made us to understand that in God's perspective, there are only three races in the world. No matter how we try to mingle, there are only three races, blacks, whites, and reds. And these used to be um, in the book of Genesis chapter 6, Noah, after the entire world was swept away by the rains, the Bible said it was only Noah and his wife, his three sons and their wives that survived. They were the only human beings that survived in that time. 
Only eight people survived in that time. That is why, and God used the eight people to start the world again. He used the only eight people that was left to start the world again. That is why the number eight symbolizes new beginning. New beginning. Mostly, you hear about that. The number eight signifies new beginning. Because God used eight people to begin the human race once again. And the children of Noah were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, it was out of Ham that Cush came. Cush came. Now we understood that Ham saw the nakedness of his father. Ham, he saw the nakedness of his father Noah. And the Bible said Noah cursed. Noah did not even curse Ham. He cursed a descendant of Ham called Cush. A descendant of Ham. Maybe we'll talk about the races next time for us to understand it very well. But understand this, that the three sons of Noah were the three races. It was out of Ham that the blacks came, the blacks came. It was out of Shem that the Europeans came. And it was out of Japheth that the Asians came. The only three races in the universe, Africans, Europeans, and Asians, the rest are a mangel. The rest are a mingle of the three. The rest are a mingle of the three. The rest are a mingle of the three. So get that. Good. Now, I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question. So now, concerning blacks, whites, and reds what at all is the difference in the differences in components in their bodies why do blacks look black why do whites look white and why do reds look red are you getting the question is it a very nice question Mm-hmm. Good. This one will let you know that even though we are all one, we are all one. Don't get confused by what I'm about to say. We are all one. But we have different purposes and assignments. Why am I saying this? Follow me. I'm about to say something. I'm about to say something. Follow me. Everything that God made, He made it especially man man he made man according to his image and likeness now let's pick the dimensions of god the dimensions of god the father the word or the son and the spirit the father the son and the spirit i made us to understand that the highest manifestation of god is fire and fire comprises of three things smoke light and heat smoke what is the color of smoke what is the color of smoke?
What is the color of smoke? Hey, <laughs> I'm getting different answers here. Oh, do you understand what I'm trying to say? No, what I'm talking about is not vapor. I'm talking about the thick dark smoke. The thick dark smoke. When I say dark, now you know that we are talking about black. But the original color of smoke is black. It's black. Okay, good. Let's settle that. What is the color of light? Light. White. What is the color of heat? What is the color of heat? Are you picking something here? <laughs> is somebody picking something here? Now listen. The real light that God called the real light that God called in the book of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. That light is the source of all lights, and light in its absolute sense is called white light. White light. White light. White light. It is out of that white light that all colors came out of. If you understand the matter of the rainbow, we'll talk about rainbow later. If we talk about the matter of the rainbow, the rainbow is a reflection of exactly the spectrum. God bless you, Osofo. It's a reflection of white light into, into different spectrums or spectra, as they will say it. So, even fire in itself, which actually represents God in his manifestation, is actually speaking of the three dimensions or the three races of men and the father has a specific assignment that looks different from the assignment of the son that also looks different from the assignment of the spirit it is the same way that is why i made a statement i said it takes only the holy ghost to unite the human races else it, there will always there will always be division it takes only the holy ghost it takes only the Holy Spirit to unite blacks, whites, and I'm telling you, there is something I want to say. It is not because I am an African. There is something I want to say. It's not because I am, I am, I am black or I am an African. But listen, listen, I'm not trying to raise one over the other. But looking at God's system, when God stretched himself into three dimensions, which he named fathers, son, and the spirit, he made, he, they, they agreed that the father would be the administrative head. They agreed that the father would be the administrative head. So whatever the Holy Ghost is saying, he's talking about Jesus. And if, if Jesus is also saying something, he also, he's also talking about the father. So it looks like the father becomes the ultimate but they are not, none of them is greater than the other. They all understood that let's make 
the father, the administrative head, so that we ascribe everything to him. It is like this. And it is out of that that we got this. Um, it is a system in Christianity. It is a system in Christianity. Now, this is the, if you don't understand these things, then, the unique um, technological things going on between the Father, the Word, and the Spirit, you will miss this. Now, the Bible said, we don't know how to pray. We know not what we ought to pray. But the Holy Spirit himself will teach us how to pray through groanings that cannot be uttered. Groanings. So the Holy Ghost is the one that teaches us how to pray according to God's will. According to the will of God. So we pray by the Holy Ghost. But now, as we are praying by the Holy Ghost, who is actually linking us to the will of God, then we, we are praying in the name of Jesus. We are praying in the name of Jesus. We are praying in the name of Jesus. So now, we are praying by the will of God, the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus, to the Father. So we are praying to God the Father in the name of Jesus through the will of God, which is the Holy Spirit. It is a system. You can't, you can't go against it and get your prayers answered. Are you getting the point I'm making now? Good. So this is a system that God made. So the Father manifests in the dimension of the black, dark smoke. And he looks like the administrative head. Even Jesus Christ made a statement. He said, he said something. I love that statement very well. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father. He didn't say no one goes to heaven. He said, no one goes to the Father except by me. <laughs> so they are all ascribing everything to the Father. And the Father in his representative state is the black thick dark smoke which is on the race of Africans. So what am I trying to say? <laughs> if you understand this, you will know the main reason why all the other races hate Africans. Because there is something hidden in Africa. I don't, I don't want to talk on that matter. I, I beg. I don't want to talk about... I'm not a racist. <laughs> I'm a prophet of God. I'm not a racist. And I believe in the unity of the entire human race. Yes. I am a heralder of the good news of God. That love will abide and abound in the midst of the people of God. Yeah. But there is something we need to understand. This thing, whether we, we, are, we know it or we don't know it, is there. I'm telling you, there is something about Africans. Eh? There is something about Africans. Africans never knew this. Africans, we never knew this. We were the last race that understood anything about the real God through Jesus. And it was the same whites that brought the message here. But now, go back to the whites. They are pushing Jesus out of their churches. 
They don't even want to believe God. But Africans, we have held God. And when we held on to God, we lost touch of the things that God has deposited on our land and continent. And these people think they are wise. They are gathering things unto themselves. I am not a racist. I am not. And I can't be. I will never be one too. But there is this thing we need to understand. We are all human beings. We are all human beings. None is greater than the other. None is greater than the other. But it takes only the Holy Spirit. It takes only to unite the entire human race. Alright, God bless you. Okay, let me move on. <clears throat> let me move on. So that was just by the way. Now, tonight I want to talk about something very, very profound. Very, very, very profound. Now, when God formed man of the dust of the ground, there was a state in which man was. There was a state. When God formed man of the dust, there was a state in which man was now this state in which man was was called the immortal state write it down immortal immortal great immortal immortal state now so the state of man's body was the state of immortality what is immortality what is immortality immortality is speaking of a state of the body of man that cannot die that cannot die that cannot die so immortality is a state beyond death so when man was in the garden of Eden he was of a certain stature he was of a certain state called immortality. But something happened. And the moment that thing happened, I'm going to talk about the state of immortality. But something happened. Now listen. Come with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Falaida Batakasa. Verse 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Okay. Okay, let's let's start from let's pick another one from the same chapter but verse 38. First Corinthians chapter First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 38. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 38. Somebody should post it. I want to say something. I want to say something very profound. Okay. The Bible said, but God giveth it a body as it has pleased him, and to every seed his own body, and to every seed his own body, and to every seed his own body. Now, let's get this. The body of man that God formed from the dust was as a result of a certain seed because without a seed a body cannot be formed without a seed a body cannot be formed so now there is no way that you can put a mango seed under the soil and after a year you reap a fruit you see the body of the fruit to be orange it does not work like that every seed that you put its own body will come so to every seed there is a body to every seed there is a body so this body that we have there is a certain seed inside us that is causing us to have this kind of body there is a certain seed in us that is causing us to have this kind of body there was a certain seed inside man that caused man to have that immortal body that seed is called an incorruptible seed Are you on with me, please? Great. Great. So now, to every seed, there is a body. So the immortal body of man had a seed. What seed is that? What seed is that? What seed is that? What seed was that that caused man? Now, when you read from to verse 39, I want somebody to read it. Verse 39, somebody should just post it there. Verse 39 and 40. Verse 39 and 40. The Bible said, All flesh is not the same flesh. Mm. All flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fishes, and another of birds. 
Verse 40 says, There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. <laughs> he said, There are bodies. He said, All flesh is not the same flesh. All flesh is not the same flesh. There are bodies celestial. When we say celestial, we are talking about heavenly bodies. Heavenly bodies. There are heavenly bodies and there are terrestrial. We are talking of terrestrial. We are talking of earth, earthly bodies. Earthly bodies. And the Bible said the glory of the celestial bodies is one. That means it is different from the glory of the terrestrial bodies. Are you getting the conversation? Good. We are moving somewhere, so don't miss it. Now, this is to let you know that bodies are not the same. Bodies are not the same. The moment man had an immortal body because of a certain seed, a certain seed that cannot be corrupted. It is called the incorruptible seed of the word of God. The incorruptible seed of the word of God. That made the body of man. Now let me show you one characteristic of an immortal body. One characteristic of an immortal body. One characteristic of an immortal body. An immortal body is not restricted by the corners of the earth. An immortal body is not restricted by the corners of the earth. An immortal body. Sebratapakus. Hey, I will say something tonight then. An immortal body is not restricted. An immortal body can be at 50 places at the same time. An immortal body can be at 50, 500, 10 million places at the same time. An immortal body. An immortal body. Hey, this brings the question. So, what at all has happened to humanity? What has happened to humanity? We have lost something precious. How did that happen? Because the Bible said, to every seed, God gives a body. That means that a different seed has been sown inside us. And that seed that was sown inside us brought forth this body that we have. Because we lost that immortal body and came to what we call the mortal body. The mortal body. The mortal body. The mortal body. 
How did that happen? In the book of Genesis, chapter 3, the Bible said, God said to man, That of every tree that is in this garden you are free to eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that is in the midst of the garden, make sure you don't eat it. For in the day, listen, in the day that ye eat, you will surely die. Write the word die. Write the word die. In the day that you eat, you will surely die. The word surely there is the same Hebrew word for the word die. That continues. The word surely is the same Hebrew word for the word die. This is to tell you, God was saying, in the day that you eat, you will die and die. You will die and die. So God actually is speaking of two main deaths here. Two main deaths. The first one is the physical death, which speaks of which speaks of the exit of your spirit soul being out of your body. The Bible said in the book of James, chapter 2, verse 26, just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. So the spirit, when the spirit leaves the body, the body is rendered dead. So that is one death. And another death is called carnally minded. The word of God says to be carnally minded is death. That death is a serious death. That death. Carnal mindset. Carnal mindset. These are the two main deaths. It is also called spiritual death. Spiritual death does not mean your spirit is dead. It does not mean your spirit is dead. Because your spirit cannot die. You, you, human being, your spirit cannot die. There are certain beings we call spirits, like dwarfs and those kind of beings. They die. We call them spirit beings. Because our physical eyes cannot see them. Now, today I'm talking about three type, the three types of human body. The three, I won't say human body, but the three types of body. The three types of bodies. The three types of bodies. The first one is the immortal body, which we are talking about right now. The immortal body. The second one is the mortal body. The mortal body. And the third one is the dead body. The dead body. The dead body. Write it down. The dead body. The dead body. Now, so God told man that he shouldn't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day they do so, they will surely die. Now, man ate of it. Now, let me, let's go back to what happened to man. Let's go back to what happened to man. In the book of Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. 
Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 to verse 11 to verse 11 follow me the Bible said and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food now this is where God had told them not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for they will die in the day they eat of it then the serpent came and said to them has God told you not to eat of it and they said yes the, the woman said, yes, God said, if we eat or even touch it, we will die. And the serpent said, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. <laughs> and the Bible said, verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat, and the eyes of them both were opened. Now listen, when their eyes opened, what, what does it mean that their eyes opened? What is the meaning of the opening of their eyes? The Bible says, and the moment their eyes were opened, they knew that they were naked. They knew that they were naked what kind of knowledge is that what kind of knowledge is that so at first were they not naked at first were they not naked aha <laughs> aha uh -huh. uh -huh. we are coming this is to let you know that word naked there does not mean that not wearing clothes. No, no, that's not what it means. That word naked there is not the absence of clothes. No. Zabalakatusus. Ikutusapala. <laughs> The word nakedness actually speaks of death. It actually speaks of death. It actually speaks of death. It actually speaks of death. I have never seen a man that died. They took him to the mortuary and the person was wearing jeans and um, Nike Air Force and the person was wearing a cap NYC New York City the person put the right hand in the pocket and was lying in the mortuary dead <laughs> you know the, the, the course I did I did medical laboratory science when we were doing histopathology, we were taken to UCC mortuary. When we went there, there was a woman that was dead. I think a 73-year-old woman that died around 3 a.m. that dawn and they brought her. So when we went there, they were about to do what we call fixation. Fixation. When we talk of fixation, there is a certain chemical called formalin. A certain chemical called formalin that is what they put in the body of the dead every dead person so that your body will not rot 
so that your body will not rot. Sometimes they can use what we call Vaseline. Vaseline to smear your body. To keep your body from rotting for a period of time. To keep your body from rotting for a period of time. So formalin is what... Now, when we went there, the, an old woman was there. The old man was lying on a certain bench or table, let me say it that way. And they were using... He said, hey, ordinary Vaseline. You, when you... When you <laughs> you understand. You understand later. So they were putting the formalin in the body of the woman, and all of the, the woman swelled and became big. Then after some few minutes, they brought a young lady. They brought a young lady, around 21 years. She was also dead. A young lady, very beautiful. Very fair young lady. They brought her and just placed her on the on the bench. The kind of jeans that the lady was wearing that they removed and threw away was like, mm-hmm, this is nakedness. I'm trying to say something here. That is why I'm saying all these things. It is to let you know there was a certain kind of cloth not made by human hands that covers every mortal every immortal body a certain kind of cloth that covers every immortal body that cloth is called glory it is called glory it is called glory and the moment man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that cloth left man and then he now saw just as physically when your cloth leaves you you see that you are naked it is the same way the man saw that he was naked that nakedness was what god was preventing man from beholding because the moment your eyes come upon your own nakedness it is called carnal mindset it is called carnally minded it is called that is the death the second death to be carnally minded is death and what does it mean to be carnally minded now when i am a guy the moment i see the nakedness of a lady if i don't grow up spiritually and psych my mind in a different way some things will begin to run through my mind and my system I'll begin to imagine unnecessary things and evil things. You get the point I'm making? It is at the sight, follow me carefully, it is at the sight or it is by seeing the nakedness of something that temptation starts. It is by seeing the nakedness of something that temptation starts. And temptation draws man to sin. Temptation draws man to sin. So the moment a man sees the nakedness of something, 
then something begins to work on the inside of the man. He begins to get fleshly thoughts and desires. All these things were not in the man because he was of a certain glorious body. And when man ate, he lost that glory that is like a cloth that covers him and makes that body an, an immortal body. But when he lost that, that is why the Bible said that we all have sinned and we have what? We have fallen short of the glory of God. We have lost that cloth that was around us that made our bodies immortal. We have lost it. So now let me tell you the point blank. No matter the clothes you are wearing, you are still naked. Because this body actually is called the body of death. It is called the body of death. It is the mortal body. The moment man lost that glory, he moved from immortal body to mortal body. And that word mortal body, the word mortal means something that can die. Something that is liable to death. Anything that can die, that can perish. Anything that can die. So when we say can, can actually speaking of an ability. You get the point? So inside us, we have an, we have an ability to die. <laughs> but at first it was not so. Hey! Because of this kind of body we have. Let me tell you. During that period, when we were immortal, but we had the immortal bodies, our life, the life of us was actually hidden in that glory. That was like a cloth around us. But the moment we became, we lost that. Our life moved from that into a part of this mortal body called blood. And we lost that life. I want to say something. Can I say this one? <laughs> Somebody says something will kill a man. Good. <laughs> now listen. Listen. We were immortal beings. We had an immortal body. And I said, the immortal body is like a body clothed with light, the glory of God. That was how our bodies were. And that light that was around our bodies caused our bodies to be different from everything. We could walk through walls. We enter into we can enter into a tree and appear at the back of the tree. We can stand in Eden, which was on earth, and we'll be seeing God. God can even come from his throne to Eden, sit down with us, and we'll talk. We will not need vision. Now, when we are in church, a prophet is saying, I'm seeing an angel, and nobody is seeing it. It's only the prophet. That means that something has been activated only in the prophet to see. But it was not so. It was not so in the garden. In the garden, animals, trees were seeing God. God will appear because our state of immortality was the same state of God's immortality. It was the same state. 
we could stand the fire of God because our bodies are like that. When I light up a lighter, two of them, and I bring them close, nothing, none of them will fear the other because they are of the same state and the same matter. But let me light up a candle or a lighter and bring a paper close to it. Surely one must fall down. Surely one must fall down. The paper will burn and disappear. So when we move from the state of being fire to the state of being the paper, that is why when the fire appears, even though it does not have the intention of burning us, but our bodies alone can stand it because when we try to get close, we will, we will burn. That is why God, when God appeared to the children of Israel, they said, no, we can't stand it. We can't stand it. So God had to go. God called Moses. And he changed something in Moses' body. Listen to me. He changed something in Moses' body. So Moses was able to see God's back. He could hear God's voice. He could get a bit close to God. That is why, if you, when Moses died there, the devil wanted the body of Moses. What for? Something has changed in the guy's body. He's not like us. He's not like us again. Something has changed. The Bible said there was an angel that fought with Satan over the body of Moses. Hey! Over the body of Moses. Now, if you, if you study the, um, the Jewish history, if you go much into Jewish history, you understand that even Moses... He couldn't die. When the when any any time somebody is about to die, God will send an angel of death to come to the person. That is when the person has finished his purpose. I've explained this when I, we were talking about death. God will send an angel of death to call the person. And there are so many parts that the angel of death can call the person's soul out of. So God can call the person's soul out of his eyes. Out of his hair. It is telling you that it is out of the eye that the soul came out of. I've explained this several times. Some of them too, it passes through their head area. It goes in That is the place that the, the soul passed. Some of them too, it passes through their now their anus. Let me say it that way. So that some of them, when they die, they defecate on themselves. There are so many, and most of the time, the place where your soul will pass through when you die can even show your destination, where, you, where your soul is going. I'm telling you. you when, we talk about, when we get to the dead body, we will explain some of these things. The dead body. But I'm explaining, I'm explaining something for us to understand about the mortal body. Hey, we changed so our life source, which was found in the glory, which is like the cloth, the cloth of light around us, that was our life source. When that life source disappeared, we started living based on the life in our blood. It was then that blood became the source of our life. It was then. So now, if I cut your wrist, and all the blood in your body ooze out, what happens to you? You will die. 
you will die. But at first it was not so. According to Jewish history, when Paul was beheaded, when they cut off the head of Paul, blood did not come out. It was milk. It was milk. That, what is the link between blood and milk? So what, where was the blood that was in Paul? Some of these people, look at John, the one that wrote the book of Revelations. The guy was captured. And they brought a big basin of hot oil. The oil was even on fire. And they placed the guy inside the basin of hot oil. The guy disappeared. Nothing touched his body. So what is in the bodies of men that they disappear? Something has changed in the bodies of men. What was actually inside Daniel that he entered into the lion's den and the lions became quiet? None of them roared against Daniel. What was in the body of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that they were placed in a hot burning furnace that still when they came out they were looking brighter than before? Hey! And when they even entered into the oven of fire, another fourth man appeared and they were dancing in the fire. Akatasala. What is in their bodies? What at all is in the body of Stephen that when he was being stoned, the Bible said, and his face started shining like an angel, and he saw heaven. And once the people were stoning him, he was not saying, Ajis, Ajis, boy, boy, he was saying, Ah, behold, I see the heavens open. Hey! What at all? Now when we go to preach and they get us and they start stoning us, the body should go to the back and say, Hey, Jesus, wait, hey, hey, Jesus, hey, boy, hey. Stephen was not saying that. <laughs> hey. People of God, I was sad. I want to say some things, then I, I open the floor for questions. The day we ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we became a mortal being. And that word mortal also means flesh and blood. 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 Flesh. And blood. Mm. Do you remember I made a statement that the Garden of Eden was the kingdom of God on earth? Do you remember? Do you remember? Now, I want you to understand something. When man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he became a mortal body, which is flesh and blood. He became a mortal body, flesh and blood. Good. Now let's read this scripture. Let's read this scripture. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. 
somebody should post it there. This, this verse now will say something to you. And I will let you know why God sacked Adam and Eve from the garden. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50, verse 5 0. When man was in the garden, he was an immortal body. But when he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and I said that the Garden of Eden was is a symbol of the kingdom of God and the temple of God. So when man ate, when man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he became a mortal body, which is flesh and blood. Now, according to the King James Version, the Bible said, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Now, the Garden of Eden Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, great, great. Now, man, can you all hear me, please? Great, 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 great. All right. Now, we said that the Garden of Eden was a symbol of the kingdom of God on earth and the temple of God. The kingdom of God on earth and the temple of God. Now, in that kingdom, man was made an immortal body. Man was an immortal body living in that kingdom. But the moment man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he became a mortal body, which is flesh and blood. That that nature of man looked different from the nature of the kingdom. So Paul said, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50, he said, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So the moment man became flesh and blood, now the realm of the kingdom was like a threat to them. Are you getting the point now? The light of God that was shining upon a place called Eden, when man enters, because he has now become flesh and blood, it looks like that light that was supposed to give him light is now killing him. Are you getting the point I'm making now? Good. Good. So then, God must change our mortal bodies to another kind of body the immortal body before we can move into the kingdom life again because the garden of Eden stands for the kingdom of God once we became flesh and blood we couldn't inherit it so God had to suck us out of that garden because our bodies, the, the state of our bodies have become like different from the state of that kingdom. So the light that was supposed to give us life was now about to kill us. So we had to leave. God had to sack us. 
And now, he is causing something inside our bodies to change so that we will move from the state of mortality into the state of immortality again. And when that happens, we now enter into the kingdom again. Now enter into the kingdom again. Now, and the state at which our bodies will move from mortality into back back into immortality is what we call born again born again born again born again do you remember with the scripture according to first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 53 the bible said every seed and its body right every seed and its body you remember that good so when we ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil a certain seed was sown in us and that seed that was sown in us developed into this body that we have so there is a seed inside us that is causing us to have this body and that seed is called flesh that flesh there is actually speaking of carnality 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 so, so long as we are in this body, hmm, Paul said, There is death inside me. Death. Death is inside Paul. And inside our bodies, there is death. Shelly, you are welcome. There is death inside us. Because of a certain seed. So mango seed will bring forth mango fruit. Mango seed will bring forth mango fruit. Orange seeds will bring forth orange fruits. This mortal body called body of death is to also tell you that there is a seed of death inside us. So the seed of death will give us the body of death. When we read the book of Romans chapter 6 and 7, Paul made mention of that. He said, O wretched man I am, who will save me from this body of death? The things I want to do, I cannot do them. But the things I don't want to, they are the same things I keep doing. O wretched man, O poor man like me, who will save me from this body of death? Ah, And you know me, I don't follow it. And the baby I did was aiding true Muhono. And I'm a nipedia Adanisi. When you say nipedia, we and the young coupon a boy and an ayatia. Now, so a radin young coupon in Yansa and in Hunumunti. When Yasaqua or my acquaintance, who will be a befaswa. Say nipedia, ne a yet, and the Munyam nipedia ne crying. Obesadia Maya, and Untia Numbi or Hon Miami Depa, or say Name Doyen or Dini Moja Toyen, O Wua Senior no so mammy, 
dia besatra menim guasie ni pedie yi amama senenyonya ni pedie i love that song it is it is it is a deep song but if you don't understand you don't understand o se ewadi yesu di ni moja no abetoyen o dia satra yenim guasie ni pedie yi ni pedie we enim guasie ni pedie yi o dia satra amaya binya enimunyam hey those people that sang the song eh Somebody said nice voice man of God. God bless you. God, I wish I had a keyboard. Oh Jesus. <laughs> People of God. No matter how beautiful you think your body looks like, it is still called the body of death. Oh yeah, then. Where is Susie Williams? She died because there is death already working inside us. No matter how handsome you think you are, You can you can you can negotiate with death. <laughs> I'm just I'm not scaring anybody. That is why Jesus placed some ways and means there. There is a way. Just as there is this body is a body of death, it means that there is a seed of death inside us. That seed of death must be taken away, and a different seed must be sown. Until that seed is sown, and that seed that will be sown will also have another body. So once the seed is sown, our bodies must change and correspond to that seed. Are we getting the point now? Because every seed and its body. Are we getting it? Good. Now. The moment a man is born again, listen. The moment a man is born again, another seed that is going to bring back the glorious body is now sown inside the man. The moment a man is born again, a seed is sown inside him, and that seed, your body must correspond to the seed. But it is a process. It is a process. You don't put seed under the soil and you're expecting it to grow into a big tree and bear fruit within two seconds. No, it takes time, and not even time only. There are certain things that we need to put on the seed before it can grow into a tree or the fruit we are looking for. And understand. What God is looking out of us is the fruit that we will bear. So we are we as we are walking, we are like trees. The Bible says that the righteous man is like a tree bearing fruits. So what God is looking from us is our fruits, the fruit we will bear. But the fruits cannot be given unto God except a seed has been sown, and that seed has grown to become a matured tree bearing fruits. Are you following? <laughs> There are so many things in this world that God is using them to show us how He is making us, but still we can't get it. Still we can't get it. God bless you, Leticia. So now, let's take this mortal body which we are now, 
It is a body that can die. There is death already inside us. Death is already inside us, working inside us. And listen, the more God tells you, don't do this and you do them, you are getting close the more to death. That is how it is how things are. This body is already called the body of death. So once you keep yourself away from sin, the Bible says that for the wages of sin is death. Hey! Somebody said, like, seriously, yes. <laughs> Look at this. Who? I want to show us something. If that is the case, then people of God, let's come to the point of understanding. Anytime we sin, something in our bodies leaves. Anytime a man sins, something in your body, in this your mortal body, leaves. Now listen, this your mortal body is already a body of death. It takes only the Holy Ghost. So the Bible says that if he, if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwelleth inside you, in your, he will quicken your mortal bodies. What does it mean to quicken? He is the one that will revive, energize your, your body. He is the one that will put in place things we have already lost. When we became mortal, but we lost something in which was in the immortal body. It is only the Holy Ghost through his quickening that will bring it. This is why a timid man, a man who is always afraid, a man who is always walking in fear, can stand and fire in tongues for three hours and all of a sudden he, he feels like laying hands on every sick person. You stand and you begin to fire prayer. And all of a sudden your eyes open. You are seeing things that are not natural. It takes only the Holy Ghost to connect a man to God. It takes only the Holy Ghost. So God sat down and said, man has already lost the kingdom. But no, what we are going to do, we are going to bring the kingdom and mold it into another person. And put the kingdom inside the man. So that now, it is not only the man trying to enter the kingdom, but it is the kingdom also trying to be inside the man. So once the man is expressing the kingdom from his inside, the kingdom is also opening itself to receive the man. This is why we are in Christ and Christ is also inside us. These things will let you understand that something is working from within us to affect our bodies. A time is coming, a time is coming when a man will be walking and walk through a wall without any, any stumbling block. A time is coming when we shall see a river and walk on it. We will not be afraid. Why? Because there is a spirit that is on the inside of us bringing our bodies into the point of immortality. The Bible said, and God raised Jesus from the dead. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is already on the inside of you, quickening your mortal body. That is why bacteria cannot stay. That is why the virus cannot stay. Because when you shout, hey, the Holy Ghost begins to move through your blood. That is why tongue speaking is one of the ways that God is causing our bodies to be quickened and get back into the immortal body that we lost. Another way that God wants us to move into immortal body is by the Holy Communion, by the body and the blood of Jesus. We all understood from the other time. 
that Jesus' body was not like this normal body because the body of Jesus was a kind of body that was not made by man and a woman. It was made by God in the womb of a woman. It was made by God in the womb of a woman. That makes the body of Jesus different from us. Jesus was not drawn to us to sin. But as for some of us, because we are made by man and woman, these are our bodies. Any point in time, we always fall, we always fall. Some of the things our father did, they are the same thing that we, the sons, are also doing. Some of the evil things our mothers did, they are the same things that we are the women we are doing but some of the things that God does it is the same thing that Jesus does why it is because the body of Jesus God prepared that body the Bible says that sacrifices did you not receive from him but a body has thou prepared me God prepared the body Jesus so Jesus's body was not just a normal mortal body a normal mortal body is the body that inside that body when he sees the nakedness of a woman something is drawing him to go and sleep with the woman. A normal body, mortal body is that body that when he sees meat in, in that stew, he wants to pick it out and eat. A normal mortal body is that body that sin gets to a certain stage and begins to sin and begins to sin. But Jesus, how come a man lived on the surface of the earth like us and still the Bible said he never sinned? How can a man have this kind of our bodies and still not be called a sinner? How then can he die for us who are sinners if he was a sinner like us. His body was different. That is why we eat his body and we drink his blood. He said, if you don't eat my body and you don't drink my blood, you have no life inside you. But if that eateth my body and drinketh my blood, the same has life on the inside of him. People of God, the Bible said in the book of Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, the life of the flesh is in the blood. People, the life of Jesus is in his blood. As we drink the blood of Jesus, as we eat the body of Jesus. We are assimilating the life of Jesus. Then we begin to walk on the water as he did. Then we begin to heal the blind people as he did. Then shall we say as he is, so are we in this world. People of God, let us not despise the givings of the Holy Communion. Let us not despise tongue speaking. Let us not despise repentances. Hey, don't hide anything on the inside of you. Once you do something that is wrong, run towards God and say, Lord, I am a mortal body. I have fought. Please touch me by your spirit. Begin to fire prayer. Begin to speak in tongues. Let the Holy Ghost work on the inside of you. I have sat down and I understood something about tongue speaking. Now, when a man begins to speak in tongues, the saliva that comes out of the man's mouth is different from the saliva that comes of his mouth when he's speaking a normal language. This has been tested and experimented on by scientists in the United States many, many, many years ago. And when you pick the saliva of a man, there are certain markers that are inside the saliva. Those markers prove some things that are working inside a man. They understood and they went to about 15 churches. But they realized that among the 15 churches, all the people, the five churches that were speaking in tongues, they realized when they checked their saliva, there was a certain kind of chemical inside the saliva. And this chemical is a chemical that causes them not to be afraid. It's like a, a saliva that brings them kind of confidence. It's a confidence kind of saliva. Any time.
time a man is so confident, they see that kind of chemical inside the man. They realize that they saw all those the people that were speaking in tongues. They picked that kind of chemical inside their saliva, and they also picked another chemical, and that chemical is a stress-free chemical. That means that those people that were speaking in tongues, it looks like they are not stressed because when they speak in tongues, they begin to speak in tongues. Certain people of God, as we are speaking in tongues gradually, things are actually changing in our bodies. It is not a matter of the car we want that we have not received, so we think our tongue speaking is not doing anything. Take your time. Listen, there are so many things going on on the inside of you that the Holy Ghost is working on that your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard. Do you remember that some time ago a young guy broke your heart? You got angry seriously that you will not talk to him again. You wish that a car will even knock him down and kill him. But one day you went to pray in tongues. You were praying, you were praying, you were praying. All of a sudden, certain kind of love started filling your heart. When you saw the guy, you the same person that was hating the guy, you had no hate for him again. Something has changed by your tongue speaking. The same person that took your money, he became your friend after prayer, after hours of tongue speaking and prayer. The same person that said that you will not make it, you started telling the person, it's okay, it's okay. Hey, this was not you some time ago. You the person that will stand and say, you talked against me to my friend, I will curse you. But by prayer, by tongue speaking, things are changing in our minds and in our bodies. People of God, don't stop praying. It is not about the car that we have not yet received. It is not about the traveling that has not yet come. It is not about the marriage that we have not received. But things are changing. Things are changing. Hey, heaven is coming on earth through your body. Yes. And the time is coming. The Bible saying, hey, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Paul is saying we shall not all die. But the time is coming within a twinkle of an eye. We shall be changed in our bodies. Hey, Paul said, I wish there is a glory that God has prepared for me in heaven. A glory. When I look into heaven, I see my glorious body. The one that I lost in the garden when I ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When I look into heaven, I see that body. God wants to give me that body. But God said, I have placed in you as a seed of the Holy Ghost. The more you utilize the Holy Ghost in you, the more you put on that glory. The more you put on that glory. The more you put on that glory. But if you stop causing the Holy Ghost to move on the inside of you, you will still remain in that mortal body. I have heard of men of God that prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed that that smoke started coming out of them smoke coming started coming out of them physically they were praying they were praying they did not even know that smoke was coming but the, the cameras around captured smoke thick smoke coming out of them and i have seen men that prayed and prayed and prayed that they were shot 12 bullets that the bullet never got close to them. The one who was shooting was very close to them. He shot, but the bullet divested. What are you talking about? Prayer is working. Prayer is working. It is not about receiving cars and money. People of God, they are good, but for now, drop those things. Your body is very important. Why will Paul spend much time and say, Beloved of God, I beseech you in the mercies of God. 
I beseech you in the mercies of God that you make sacrifice your body. Represent your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. Tell God that, hey, I know that anytime you tell me don't eat this and I eat, I am killing something inside my body. I am pushing myself towards death. And I also know anytime you say I shouldn't do this and I do it, I am destroying myself gradually, but I'm hidden unto your will. So Holy Ghost, help me. You are the one that can cause me to preserve my body because my body is your temple. The responsibility, people of God, for you to be changed back from mortality to immortality is the work of the Holy Ghost who is on the inside of you. If you don't have fellowship with him, we shall remain and die like mere men. But by the grace of the Lord, we have the Holy Ghost on the inside of us, groaning, 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 groaning. He, the other time, he woke you up around 2 a.m. and he said, pray, he said, pray, he said, pray. But the enemy was also speaking, when you come down, when you come down, when you come down, you listen to the voice of the enemy and you slept. After three days, issues started happening in the house. Holy Ghost said, I told you, I know what is good for you. Rise up and pray. He woke you up at 1 a.m. the other time. He said, pray. You prayed for two minutes and you slept again. What are we doing to ourselves? People of God, the Bible says, even prayer, we know not what we ought to pray for. But it is the Holy Ghost that makes intercession for us. Without the Holy Ghost, our bodies have become the dust of the ground that God said that the serpent will feed on. Without the Holy Ghost, our have become like the dust of the ground that God said the serpent will feed on. This is why any man who is without the Holy Ghost is moved to and fro by the devil going to the club, going for unnecessary meetings, doing unnecessary things. But we that have the Holy Ghost, there is a quickening going on on the inside of us. There is a quickening. There is a quickening. There is a quickening going on on the inside of us so that the things that we used to do, we do them no more. That is why the songwriter said, the things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. I have seen that there is a Holy Ghost working on the inside of me, people of God. And it is when the Holy Ghost has worked on a man that a man can start fasting for three months continuous and you will not even hear or, or even sense anything like hunger. And at that point, the Holy Ghost mutes the mouth of hunger and you don't even feel like getting food. To, you don't even think of food again. It is only the Holy Ghost that can cause a man to fast. Any fasting that you try to do without the Holy Ghost, it is not fasting, it is starving. You will surely send something inside your belly. But a man that wants to join himself to the Holy Ghost and say, Lord, I am embarking on a journey. I want things to change in my life. I want things to change in my destiny. It is not just for marriage. It is not just for car. It is not just for traveling. But I want to see your hand working mightily in my life. I want to see your hand working mightily in in my life lord let your hand be lifted then the man consecrate himself and begin to pray i have never seen a man that has yielded his heart unto god that god left him the bible said in first chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 the bible said the eyes of the lord ranged to and fro of the whole earth and he proved himself strong to them who have committed their hearts unto him people of god god loves everybody the same but he does not prove himself strong to 
everybody like that. No, the same hand of God that is upon Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, it is not the same hand of God that is upon that young boy who has not even received Christ. No, no, no. God loves them the same, but he's proving himself strong to one and not to another. That is why we connect our hearts unto God. You give your own to God. God, 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 God. We give our hearts unto God. We give our hearts unto God. And in that, that is when the Holy Ghost will have full preeminence over our destinies. When what we are choosing is what he has already chosen. What we are eating is what he has already eaten. What we are saying is what he has already said. That is when our will is subjected by the will of the Lord. And you don't think that is why Jesus said, Ah, if it is for my own will, then I will say, let this cup run over me, but not my will. Your will be done. People of God, the matured prayer that a man can ever pray to God is that God, let your will be done on, in my life. I am not choosing what I want, but I'm choosing what you need in my life. I am not choosing what I want. Yes, that guy came from the US and said he wants to marry me, but the prayer guy in my church that does not have any money, that is what you, God, you have prepared. Surely I will follow your way. I will follow your way. I will be with that prayer guy. I am not looking at money to destroy my destiny. I am not choosing anything outside your will. This is when we say a man has matured. And listen, when a man gets to that dimension, Satan has little percentage to touch the man's life. Any man that is always moved by his or her own decisions outside God, he's already a prey to the enemy. But the man that always says, goes to where God says he should, the devil has lost that man forever. I pray that God will cause us to grow. I pray that the Lord will open our eyes. I pray that the hand of the Lord will come upon us. I pray that we shall, our bodies shall not be like the dust of the ground that the serpent eateth, but our bodies shall be a temple of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Ghost will prove himself strong, that people will come close to us. A touch from your hand will be a touch from the Holy Ghost. People of God, the Holy Ghost is on earth. No spirit comes to the earth without a body. No spirit comes to the earth without a body. The Holy Ghost has come to the earth. You are the body body of the Holy Ghost. You are the body of the Holy Ghost. So if the Holy Ghost is going to town, you, he will take you to go to the town. So as you are going to town, it is the Holy Ghost walking. As you are going to that place, it is the Holy Ghost going there. And you don't go, you, the Holy Ghost will not go to any place and not prove himself strong. If the Holy Ghost will do anything, it is through your body. If the Holy Ghost will heal the sick, it is through your body. This is why your body is the temple. People of God preserve your bodies. May the Lord help us. May the Lord give us grace. May the Lord grant us the ability to walk up upon serpents and scorpions in the name of Jesus. May the hand of the Lord be strong upon us. May the spirit of the Lord cause us to to enter, to come out of temptations. May the Lord cause our spirit senses to be sharpened. May God cause us to see evil when they are coming. May God cause us to move out of the places of discomfort. May God cause us not to be like we used to be in the times of old. May God cause our bodies to change. Yes, we know there is a seed inside of us. We have been born again, but children are not adults. Children are not adults. There must be a growth, surely. Surely there must be a growth. It is only by the fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost that a man can grow. May the Lord help us and lift us to the place of maturity. May the Lord help us and move us to the place of maturity. People of God, God cannot put certain big things into our hands when we have not yet matured. You can't give your 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 
two-year-old child, the a Mercedes-Benz to drive, it cannot work. Even though the car belongs to you, and you have even written a will that this car belongs to that my son, but because he's a two years old, he has not yet matured. There are big things God has prepared for our lives, but because we are not matured, we cannot take full grasp of what God has prepared for us. But tonight, I present to you the Holy Ghost, the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Hey, the ministry of the Holy Ghost. He has been crying from the inside of you for a long time. He said, my son, my daughter, I am here as your advocate. I am here as your helper. Work with me. That decision you want to take, why don't you ask me if there is anything I have to say? I know what is ahead of you. Don't take decisions of your own. Don't take decisions of your own. I am be speaking to you. Give me time. Listen to my voice. And when you listen, you will have peace for your soul. In this world that we find ourselves, wickedness is everywhere. It takes only the man that listens to me that will have safety, saith the Spirit of the Lord, until we come to the place of listening to the Holy Ghost, making His voice our delight, making His voice our delicious meal every day. Then we shall not escape the torment of this world. But as we come to the place where the Holy Ghost becomes our delight, when He becomes our lover, when He becomes our advocate and helper, where we have nothing but Him, then we shall know that, hey, then the book of Isaiah chapter 61 even will be clear unto us. He said, Take darkness will come upon the earth, but as for you, the light of God will arise upon you. And he said, Arise, shine, for thy light is coming, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, people of God. When the people are seeing there is a cast down, we shall say there is a lifting up. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord is speaking different from the voice of the world. We can come to the place where the voice, the voice of the world says, If the president does not do this for us, we are dead. But hey, listen, the Holy Ghost will tell you, they are dead, but you are not dead. They are dead, but you are not dead. We don't depend on the president. We depend on God. We don't depend on the president. We depend on God. He is the only one that sustains our life and no man that were hidden in caves for months and years. Listen to me. Hey, if the people say, if those with connection say they will not connect you, I came to declare to you, God will connect you. I know a God that fed a whole prophet by an animal. A raven brought food to Elijah. An animal. And who told you God cannot take care of his children? I declare to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. May the grace and the power of God be strong upon your destiny. You shall not fail. You shall not fail. I stand on the altar of my father, the prophet KKD, and I declare upon your destiny any man or woman that has plotted evil against you by the voice of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will not sit down for his children to be destroyed. I join my spirit with the spirit of God and we declare upon your destinies you are free from every entanglement of the enemy in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May the hand of the Lord be strong upon you. Hey, they told you by the voice of the spirit that there is a call of God upon your life. Yes, indeed, it is so. You will not miss it. Whoever is plotting evil against that, it will not stand in the name of Jesus. From tonight if you have not known God, this is the season of the knowledge of God coming so clear to you. The Holy Spirit will reveal himself unto you. Yes, you will know the Lord. You will know the Lord. You will know the Lord. Visions and dreams are coming back to you. The giftings of the Holy Spirit 
are being made clear to you in the name of Jesus. I cause a revival in your spirit. I cause a revival in your souls. Hey, let the gift of prophecy manifest. Let the gift of descending of spirit manifest. Let the gift of tongue speaking begin to manifest. They told you that in, in our churches we don't speak in tongues. Who told you? It is the language of the Holy Ghost. He brought it straight from heaven. He said, hey, you have been an earthly man for a long time. Join the heavenly family. Begin to speak the language of the people of heaven. Begin to speak the language. Yes, men will not understand. So they will call you a fool. But hey, let the foolishness of God be greater than the wisest dimension of men. The Bible said the foolishness of God is greater than even the greatest wisdom of men. What are you talking about? They will not understand you. We are not here to be understood. We are here to manifest. We are not here to explain things. We are here to manifest. We are not here to explain things. We are not here to sit people down and begin to explain. We are here to preach and manifest the glory of God. Somebody, don't let anybody push you down because they are not understanding. Yes, the Bible said, the things of the Spirit are foolishness to them that perish. Let them perish as they are perishing. Leave them alone. Prove the power. Jesus even said, if my words will not cause you to change, then let my works believe in the works that I do. People of God, when evidence is on grounds, evangelism is minimal. Sometimes it's not about the talking, talking, talking. It is about the demonstration of the power of God. Paul said, when I came to you, I came not with the excellency of speech to entice you, but I came demonstrating the power of the kingdom. For he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 20, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but the kingdom of God is in power. As you heal the sick, they will know that the power of God is manifesting. As you raise the dead, they will say, ah, indeed, this is the power of God. We shall manifest the glory. We shall manifest the power for Christ in us. There is a certain glory inside us and that glory is the body that we had in the garden. There is a body inside us as a seed. It is the body we had in the garden that made us immortal. That body now has been locked on the inside of us. Even though the outward appearance might not look like it, but God within inside you, God is bringing it out. Yes, God is bringing it out. God is bringing it out. Yes, God is bringing it out. There was a pig, a pig and an elephant that were walking. The pig and the elephant got pregnant the same day. When they got pregnant, the pig after three months gave birth to 14, to 14. And the pig went to the, the, the elephant and said, hey, you are still not giving birth. After another three months, the pig gave birth to another batch of children. Still, the elephant had not yet given birth. After two years, while the pig had given birth to about 60, it was the time that the elephant gave birth. And when the elephant gave birth, it was only one. But when the child of the elephant landed on the ground, there was a shaking. And all the children of the pig started running away. For they realized that something big has dropped out of the womb of this elephant. So listen, they are telling you that they have had, they are having plenty and you there is nothing on the inside of you but hey I give you time keep watering what God has said keep watering the word that God has said concerning your life don't 
give up. No, 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 no. God said you are a prophet. You are not seeing anything. Don't give up. Keep pushing. Keep praying. Keep fasting. A time is coming. Nobody can deny. Nobody, nobody, nobody can deny. Nobody. A time and a season is coming when the hand of the Lord will be strong upon your destiny. Yes, let your family despise you. Let the people speak evil against you. Let them say whatever they want to say. Don't give it a chance to enter into your heart. It is only the word of the Lord that you should focus on. Let the word of the Lord concerning your life enter into your heart and pray to God that he will save you from unrighteous ways. When this is done and you keep firing prayer, the devil has lost you forever. He will plot evil against you but it shall not stand. He will plot evil things but it will not work. And the grace and the glory of the Lord will manifest in your life. I came to declare to somebody on the altar of my father made the oil of God that causes a man to be gladdened. Let that oil of gladness come upon you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, when all men are saying there is a cast down, you shall say there is a lifting up. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. People of God, there is nothing on this earth that the, the enemy will do against us that the Holy Ghost will not rise against. The Holy Ghost is our only helper. He's our only advocate. Jesus said, I am living, but I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm going to send you a helper and he shall be with you. Even prayer, you don't know how to pray, but he will intercede for you. Hey, there is nothing we can do. That is why the other day John sat down and said, indeed, man can do nothing except it is given unto him from above. Hey, He's the only helper that can help your destiny. When he leaves your body, your body becomes the dust that the devil eats. That is why the other day David said, I came to declare to somebody, let this be your heart cry. Don't be a pretender. Don't be the one that stands and say you are pure. No, go before God. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I am nothing without you. Touch me. Touch me. Touch me. There is no great man of God. There is a man, just a mere man, that is serving a great God. There is no big man of God. There is only a man that is serving a big God. We are nothing in ourselves, but it is the Lord God Almighty that strengthens us. Paul said, now me, I can do all this through Christ that strengthens me. If the strength of Christ is not there, me, Paul, I am nothing. So the Lord is the only one that can cause, that can cause a man to be lifted and strengthened. I pray that the strength of the Lord will come upon you. I pray that the glory of God will rest upon you. I pray that the hand of the Lord will be mighty upon your destiny. You will not fail. You will not fail. You will not fail. I bless you with the blessings of the Lord. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Wow. 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 Hallelujah. 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 My God, my God, my God. My God, something is doing me right now. 
I sense the fire of God burning on the inside of somebody. Wherever you are right now, just lift up your voice. Begin to speak in other tongues. Even if you don't know how to speak it, put your hand on your belly. Put your right hand on your belly. Yes. The Bible said, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Yes, when you begin to speak in tongues, there is a river on the inside of you that will flow to every part of your body. Yes, one of the easiest ways to get healed is by speaking in tongues. The rivers of life goes to every part of your body that is malfunctioning. And instantly, you are healed. Put your right hand on your belly even if you don't speak in tongues and lift up your voice. Begin to speak. The Holy Ghost will well up the thing inside your belly right now. Bini ata sigi dilos shenti kapa tatapakatas shongiza liga tatatata ayaba legeteze igitos apambi katapaya shebekete pelekete sembrekete se shapakatakatalebekata shapalakate kisigete kapo ipantolebe kapo sopolokopo ponteleke pen Lift up your voice right now. Begin to speak in other tongues. I see fire, I see fire, I see fire. The Lord is rekindling somebody, the Lord is reviving you. Yes, yes, yes. Your prayer life was quenched, but the Lord is reviving you right now. Lift up your voice. Fire prayer. Fresh fire, fresh fire. Lift up your phones. What the ghost? Walk with me. Talk to me. Show me the way, my Fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Fire,
Presence of the Lord. My God. Gloria, you are receiving an uncommon fire from tonight. You are receiving a strange and uncommon fire from tonight. Wherever you stand to minister, higher dimensions of God's presence and glory. My God. My God. My God. My God, the hand of the Lord is touching some people. I saw three ladies, three ladies, that the hand of the Lord is coming upon. Three ladies, that the hand of the Lord is coming upon. The glory of God is going to be released upon your lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. My God. Shabala da 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 da. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I saw three ladies that the hand of the Lord is coming upon. Yes. So, Gloria, Gloria, the hand of the Lord is resting upon you from this season. Gloria, the hand of the Lord is coming upon you mightily in this season. The hand of the Lord is coming upon you mightily in this season. The Lord is going to use you mightily. It will shock you. It will shock you. The Lord is going to open your eyes. Feel the fire. Gifty, anointed. Gifty, anointed. The hand of the Lord is coming upon you. Gifty, anointed. The hand of the Lord is coming upon you. The Lord is going to open your eyes and restore whatever you have lost. The Lord's hand is going to come upon you and restore whatever you have lost. The angel of the Lord said to me to tell you, gift the anointed, whatever thing you have lost in the family, something they took from your family, the angel of the Lord told me that he's going to return it. Then spiritually I saw that the angel of the Lord carried me. I moved. I have entered the place. The angel of the Lord is telling me that this, this place is called Ifiokuma. 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 I have entered a certain house. I have entered a certain house. When I entered the house, I saw that there was something like jewelries. Jewelries. And the end of the Lord is that these jewelries that I'm seeing is a symbol of wealth. It's a symbol of wealth that was taken from your family. But the Lord told me and said that He's going to cause you to be restored. Whatever that has been stolen from you, you are taking it back. You are taking it back. If you kuma is where your auntie stays, something has been taken from you, your family as a whole, and it is at if you kuma as I'm talking to you. But the Lord told me and said, He's going to cause your hands to take it back. I saw that the Lord opened the door. Strange wealth is coming to hit you very soon. Very, very soon. Before March next year. Before March next year. Strange wealth. I saw I have entered a certain house. When I entered there, I saw you in the house. And I saw you with a man jubilating. I saw a man also standing beside you jubilating. I saw a man standing beside you jubilating. And as I was seeing the man looking on the man's forehead, I'm seeing a name like Samuel. 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 I saw that's your husband. 
Wow. Does he know anybody by name Ansa? Ansa. Is answer. Hey, your celebration is about manifesting. Your celebration is about manifesting. The Lord is about to turn his hands for your good. The Lord is about to turn his hands for your good. I pray for you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever was buried in the fear kuma right now, by divine authority, you have it back. You have it back. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Serious wealth is about to locate you, gifting. And the Lord told me and said that his hand is coming upon you. He's going to open your eyes and your ears. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. For the sake of our time, you have just one minute. You have just one minute to close. You have just one minute to close. For the sake of our time. Um, we're going to continue with the prayer and the prophetic. God willing. Um, tomorrow, exactly 12 to 1 p.m. for the lunch prayer fire. So please don't miss it. Don't miss it. God bless you. You want to support. You want to say, man of God, the Lord has used you to be a blessing to my life. Your ministry has been a blessing to me. I want to support your ministry. Please, God willing, this um, coming Wednesday is the 30th. This coming Wednesday is the 30th. We are going to have a major program right here on Port Bean in the evening, exactly 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Exactly 7 p.m. It is going to be a time of crossover that we are crossing over to 1st October. So don't miss it. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be powerful. Don't miss it. All right. You want to support the work of God? The number is 0240-312551. 0240-312551. Keep supporting the Lord will be a great blessing to your life. God willing, tomorrow in the afternoon, exactly 12 to 1 p.m., we are meeting for lunch prayer fire. It's going to be a time of fiery prayers and the prophetic. Don't miss it. God bless you all and keep you strong. We shall meet God willing tomorrow. Keep supporting. 0240-312-551. 0240-312-551. Bye-bye.